Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Loose Change podcast. We've got Stuart, we got Braden, and back from Dubai with a couple of sponsors, hopefully in the works, is Kai. How's it going, Kai? How's your week? Good, man. What's going on? Uh, unfortunately, got some bad news on the sponsors. Uh, oh, no. Sponsor, uh, side of things. You know, people are just a little bit scared of the Braden's Love Corner. I don't think they want to be affiliated at this time anyways. It's just so, too you know, fresh. Still working away. Maybe we can get OnlyFans on board, but we'll see what's going <laughs> on. Okay, so if anyone knows anyone knows anyone that OnlyFans, our DMs are open. We're looking for sponsors. Especially mine. <laughs> Especially Braden's DM. There's any six foot six goth girls out there um, who would love to have a segment in Braden's Love Corner, uh, hit me up. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of Braden's Love Corner, I've heard that Braden's had a crazy weekend. I'm just going to tease it here. We don't need to get into it right now, but stay tuned for later in the episode when we learn about what happened to Braden this week. But before that, let's get into the hockey talk. As we always do, we jump right into it. Let's start with talking about the Calgary Flames. We don't have a lot of listeners in Calgary yet, so we figured we can use this, get a few clips out, a few hashtags, and we're going to triple our listeners there from zero to zero. Yep. Yep. So let's start with the Flames. They're going to be going into the first round of the playoffs with, I'd say a little bit of pressure on them. Do you guys think they have any chance of losing them the first round? Or is it going to be like Daryl Sutler said, eight days of pain for the other team? Wasn't he talking about uh, talking Colorado about when he was saying that? He was, he was. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, Calgary's when's the last time they got past the first round. It's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, 2014, 2014 was bad. Eh? 2015? 2015. Yeah. So they've That's had some chokes time. in recent years. Well, they had Michael Furland on that 2015 team, which is uh, the only nasty that they uh, they got it past. But I mean, this is uh, they're a favorite for a reason. And as far as favorites go, they aren't getting enough. I at least I don't think they're getting enough attention um, in the media. Um, it kind of seems like it's people on Twitter go, oh yeah, 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 they're good, and then no one speaks about them. But you know, they've got four guys on there that looking like they're going to hit 40 goals. I uh, I recently changed my who are the 40 goal guys. Yeah. Lindholm's got 40. Kachuk's got 40. Kachuk's going to hit 50, it looks like. Um, Goudreau's got 39. And then um, Mangiapani's at 35. So a bit of a stretch if he hits 40. But still, you got four guys that have combined for, I'm sure it must be close to whatever Arizona's got. Well, who are they uh, playing in the first round anyway? Either So right now they're lined up against Nashville. Um, though Nashville is the first wild card team, I believe, with Dallas, Dallas in the second one, yeah, but Dallas they're within two points of each other, so it's either going to be Dallas or Nashville. Either way, you know, to me, um, they win that, right? Like, I against Nashville yep. or against Cal- um, Dallas, rather. Sorry, like, I'm, yeah. I'm taking Calgary in both, and like, it, I don't have a doubt in my mind that it's Calgary. Those shouldn't be a contest for either for Calgary for either of them. They should go over both those teams, I think, pretty easily. Like, I think a big difference between the teams that choked before and the team now is Markstrom. Yeah, mm-hmm. like everyone talks about the 440 goal scores, which is insane, by the way, that Mangiapane is 35. I had no idea until the, until the start of this podcast. But it's pretty crazy that they have a Vesna caliber goalie behind that team. Like That's what will take them to the Stanley Cup finals if they can get there. And can you imagine too how good they would be if like Sean Monahan just didn't die? <laughs> like if is his he career dead? 
I, it seems like it. it's it's his corpse that's on the ice. Like absolute <laughs> trash player. I do not know what happened to him, but is he, he not uh, for the season? I thought he had yeah, they just, surgery. Yeah, yeah, they just let him get season-ending surgery. They're like, yeah, go ahead. He plays we hockey. Like I play golf. <laughs> which is uh, man, I feel bad good. for him though. Like literal, just major surgery every offseason for the last like five years. Oh my! I forgot, and they picked up Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Oh yeah. They've got Toffoli up. <laughs> Blake Coleman, too, in the free agency, which I don't love that deal that they signed. I think that's going to age badly, again, just with his age and the way he plays. But Good first year, though. For this, good first year, and, like, you're in win now. Who cares what mm-hmm. he's like in four years? You have him now. He's that big body we saw last year at Tampa. He's going to bring that again. Dude, you got Dylan Dubé. That's another big body. Blake Coleman. Callie Yarncroke. That's a good third line. Like, that's a big, heavy, fast third line that can score. Milan Lucic on your fourth line, like, I know he's well, he's got 10 goals, 10 assists this year. And uh, playoff time, I like him on my fourth line. That's better than I thought he was doing, to be honest. So. Yeah. Like, their defense, I think, is great. Other than oh, I love Branson. their decor. I love their decor. Hannafin, yeah. Anderson, Shillington, and Tanov. That's amazing, eh? Tanov hasn't missed a game <laughs> in two years of Calgary after having missed, like, 20 games a year yeah. with Vancouver. And he's uh, averaging more time on ice with Calgary than he was with Vancouver, too. It's a, I, I don't know what it is, but... They've got the magic, and why not let it keep running? I forgot about how many people that they got. Like, I forgot about Gaudreau. I forgot about Defoldi just because it happened so long ago now. Didn't happen right at the deadline. They loaded up. Does Jim Benning get his name on the on the Stanley Cup if the Calgary Flames uh, win? <laughs> should. He should, right? Those are yeah. those are some pretty marquee uh, Jim Benning players there. Tanev, Good Branson, Toffoli, Louis Deming as their third-string goaltender. We know Jimbo took Milan Lucic out to uh, lunch during the free agency period there. They're following his blueprint. But either way, back to back to all seriousness. Yeah, Nashville or Dallas in the first, they take that. And then look, in the second round, you're either taking, you know, you're taking the winner of Edmonton, LA. Do either of those teams scare you if you're the Calgary Flames? No, not at all. Nashville or Dallas scares me more than either of those two oh, do. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you. I Absolutely. bet the odds yeah. too will represent that. I bet you the Flames will have a better chance of losing in round one than round two. If they well, win like, round one, they're in round yeah. three. Because with Nashville, you know, you could easily just get goalied, right? Oh, for sure. Soros has a touch of God now. Eh? Oh my yeah. goodness. But I'm just, I'm just thinking too. You know, it's um on the other side of things, right? You know, because obviously Colorado's that other team that we're going to be looking at as the uh, on the other end to come out for the Western Conference Finals there. Yeah, totally. Right now, they're taking Dallas or Nashville, right? Whoever Calgary doesn't play, Colorado gets. Again, I'm taking Colorado in that. Then Colorado's got to go up against either Minnesota or St. Louis. That's going to be round. a series right there. That's going to be a series, and that team chokes every year in the second round, it feels like. So they've got that baggage that the Leafs do, but no one talks about it. And it's too, you know... There's no easy route through either of those teams, mm-hmm. um, which is all to say that that's like this is the year Colorado does it. They break the curse. They break, you know, whatever you want to call it. They get to the third round. And after playing that juggernaut, you got to play Calgary. Well, hopefully um, Calgary doesn't choke then because I would love to see yeah. Calgary, Colorado. Right. Yeah. And Calgary feels, like the, Calgary feels like the only team that if Colorado gets to the third round could actually take them yeah. because of, like you said, all their players are huge. Mm-hmm. Built for the playoffs. Well, there was even that athletic article from a couple of days ago from Pierre LeBron where they at, where he asked like eight like 
team execs, who, which Canadian team I thought had the best pass of the cup, and all eight of them said Calgary. And right. their most deciding factors was Markstrom and that they have the easiest path of the other teams. Like Calgary's better than Edmonton, so they have an easier path than Edmonton. And Toronto obviously has to go through all the juggernauts in the East. So, mm-hmm. and if let's say Calgary goes up against Colorado, there's always a chance like Colorado could have guys injured. You know, Kadri could just suspend himself again for the entire series and he could be just a non factor. So you know they what? might just Here's- have the easiest path. Let's take a round table right now. Does Kadri get suspended again this year? <laughs> Does Kadri get suspended this year in the playoffs? Mm. What is it? It's been three times, right? In the last five years? Last four, isn't it? I think it's last four. Last four. <laughs> three for three four. times in the last four years. Yikes. Um, I say he doesn't. And I say every single time he goes to throw a check, he's a little hesitant. I know. So it'll throw him off his game. Yeah. Oh, man. It's got to be yeah. something that's on his mind. Like... It has to be. He, has he to knows so that he's screwed if he gets suspended. Like oh, for sure. Well, done. It's just it's his contract year too. Yeah. Like if he gets suspended again in the playoffs, who's gonna like it's like, yeah, you're great in the regular season, but if you're not playing for my team in the playoffs when it matters, why do I want you here? Like do I'm gonna gamble that you're just not gonna get suspended. Do you think it hits his contract? I I I, I think it would a little bit. Maybe a bit. I think I'm he saying, might he, have to did, sign did with he the end up hundred? <laughs> I think he cooled off a bit. I don't know if he ended up being 100. He's going to the Habs regardless. But Yeah, you think? Uh, they need a number one center. He's a free agent. It was his favorite team growing up. It's them or Philly. And if I'm Nas, like, no thank Yeah, he's at 84 and 68. So we lost some time with injury. Oh, right. Yeah, he didn't play. But if I'm Nas, like, I have my childhood team or I have the Philadelphia Flyers and whatever wreck that that franchise has become. If those are the two biggest suitors, like, I'm taking Montreal. All day. Montreal will 100% offer them a great long-term contract too, because Montreal wants him, and you will not get you will not suspend a Montreal Canadian in the playoffs. It's an NHL <laughs> rule. So, you know, I guess if we're gonna go into Kadri contract stuff, even though <laughs> to go there from playoffs, like I think that is gonna be the biggest. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna say Louis Erickson esque because it's not gonna age that badly. But whoever signs Kaji to be the number one center is not going to be happy within like a year. Like he's not a one A center. No, that's not a guy you build your team around. Like in Montreal's position, I guess it's you know they they have smart GM. Well, they've got Suzuki. You want a guy who's going to be able to mentor him, and not just that, but you need a guy who's going to be able to play tough minutes, play a lot of minutes as you go through your retool, your rebuild, whatever you want to call it. They're not in a position to compete right now, and they're not going to be in a position to compete for the foreseeable future, especially. And you know what's going to be crazy. Kaji's gonna be 32 at the beginning of next year. 32. Oh, wow. he's that old. Yeah, that's two years younger than Crosby. He turns 32 in October, which is he's just mind-boggling. Physical. Like, are you gonna go give a seven-year deal to Nas? No, no way. No. Are you giving anything deal. over four? I can't do more than Someone four. Will. Someone will go no. five. Someone goes five by like. What do you think? What do you What do you think it gets? Five by eight? Five by nine? He's a center, so eight and a half. Yeah, eight. Yeah, around 84 eight, points. I think. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't want it. Five by five? Yeah, like that. Top build as well. Have fun, Montreal. Yeah, well, enough of Kadri talk. Uh, it just makes me miss him. Um, let's talk about Vegas. Oh, and... wait, I have one thing I want to touch on. Okay. Back to the Flames to uh, satisfy our Calgary listeners. Sure. Let's um, get Johnny Goudreau listeners. is now who I would vote for for the Hart Trophy. Wow. Whoa. Okay, okay. hot take. Hot take time. Goudreau deserves here? it over Austin Matthews. Why is that? 
his even that, strength points is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, was that your point? How many even strength points does he have? 70. 70 five on five points. Let me just bring up his total stats here, but he leads the league in five on five points. Like he has 40 goals. Hey, it's an unreal season. He's he's got 111 points and 70 of those are at five on five. That's ridiculous. He's a plus 61. That's a lot. I'm so like that's an insane season to be having. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, if Matthews hit 60, I'm better tonight. But 60 goals versus that season, like, oh man, like I don't know. I, of course, I guess if you go to Matthews and his defensive capabilities, which Goudreau doesn't have, um, and goals mattering more. But I don't know. Five v five, man, is like it's you know the way I was kind of thinking about it is that. Um, what are our primary factors? And then what are the other little things that we can go, okay, yeah, well, he's got that and he's got this and he's got that. Um, points. That's a big thing, right? Goudreau has more points. Okay. So, you know, let's mark it as one up on Matthews. Matthews has way more goals. Okay. Let's call it, let's say that calls it even. So what matters more to you if you're voting for this? Uh, five on five points is even strength production or is defensive capabilities? Mm. I can see how some voters could go one way. Yeah. And I guess to, to for me, I just think that five on five production is so good. Like I go, I would vote for him. And I think of the people who are voting too. And oh, they don't like that blue and white team that uh, the 60 goal scorer plays for. I think Goudreau might take it. Odds are also plus 1600 on uh, Goudreau to win the heart if you want to. I would love that. Right now. I would love that. Make me rich, please. <laughs> But I just wanted to get hey, that if Norris there. wins the Norris. Uh, sorry, if Yossi wins the Norris and Goudreau wins the heart, I'm gonna be a very rich man. Sure. Kyle will be paying for the new advertising. Uh, <laughs> podcast. Okay, so we talked about Kadri contract. I feel like we have to touch on Goudreau now. Okay, let's do it. Can Calgary even afford him? They I'm, got to sign. Cap they got to sign Kachuk. They got to sign Mangiapane. And they've got to sign a bunch of other guys. That Kachuk, that is going to be one brutal negotiation. We see it every time with the Kachuks. Like, that's not going to be fun. Does it not come down to playoff success then for Calgary, especially with Goudreau, just because he's been the player they've been building around for the past few failures? They have five forwards signed for next year. That's it? Yeah, it's not a lot. They've got oodles of cap space. Who are the five forwards that they have signed? They have... Uh, Backland, Coleman, Lindholm, Toffoli, and Dubé. Lucic as well. Okay, so like a bunch of middle six. Oh, Lucic isn't least. even on their uh, cap friendly here. Well, I don't know what oh, you're no. looking at. Going on, no, right he's UFA. Probably. He's UFA after this year. Not after... No, he's got one oh, next year. Oh, yeah, he's got one more year. Okay, sorry, my bad. So you got Kachuk coming off who's making seven. But what's his raise? Up to nine? He just scored a hundred points that. with forty oh, goals. God, do you give him ten million? It's gonna be gross. And he's I a power do. forward. Oh my god, you're gonna have to give him ten. Yeah. Doesn't he have the same agent as Mitch Murder? Oh, <laughs> Flames fans. Was he gonna sign the day Flames before, like the hours before the season starts or training camp? For, yeah. Oh my too much so Manjiapani and Kachuk are both still RFA's, though, which is important to keep in mind, right? So. As but much like, as they're going to demand the number a lot, one thing that they want to sign, they're going to deal with that first, right? Goudreau's got to be your... Oh, man. I think because he's a UFA, he has to be more important, though. Yeah, because, because he can that, just he has to be. Yeah. And he's but only a 28-year-old UFA, so... yeah. 
then how I would rank and like who I want to keep over who it goes Kachuk then Goodrow for me. Hundred percent. He's your new franchise player, Kachuk. Exactly. Yeah. But and Manjapani to me is that one where you can kind of push it to the side. Like, I don't think he he's replicates an RFA the season. Too. He's in our face. So like, qualify him and just like sit on it if you really need to. Like, he's not going to leave. No one, no one offer sheets. So you've got all the time you need for him, even if it might piss him off. And if he walks, like you know, he says, "I'm not signing." Like, I want out, or you can't get him to a number that you want him at. You know, like. I, <sighs> There's four years of, you know, he's four years younger than Toffoli. But um, I don't think Manju Pani is this 100-point, 40-goal scorer. I think he had this amazing year, which obviously perfect timing for him. But yeah. um, I'm not – I like having Tyler Toffoli on that team makes me a lot more comfortable with the um, possibility, I guess, of Manju Pani leaving. Oh, for sure. Uh, they'll be able to get Kachuk and Kachuk down. Kachuk gets 10. I don't know what you give Kachuk at 28. Probably I think matching 10. deals. I would yeah, give them like contract. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, go matching for AAV and Lanes? Yeah, AAV. do the Taves Kane thing. Like every one of these Stanley Cup winners, they have a duo of superstars. We're looking at Crosby Malkin. Like they're getting paid great. Taves Kane, they had matching deals. Like just give your star duo, which you need to contend in the playoffs, the Backstroms, the OVs, the Marner. Matthews, the Bergeron Merchants, like you need to pay those guys. If you don't have both stars, you are not going to make a playoff run. So you, they need them. So like the leverage is all Kachuk, all Gaudreau. Well, you know what's got to be the big thing then this year is getting rid of Monahan. Yeah, that's what that's five and a half point, million on the books. Six point three seven five. Oh my god, Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, you. Uh, oh yeah, you got to get rid of them. Yeah, he's going to love ASU next year. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that Elias Lindholm makes under $5 million. Oh, for what? Yeah. Yeah. For That's how much longer? He's signed, right? He's signed two for two more years. years. Yeah. That, he was great until he got to Calgary. He was good. Like, I liked Lindholm, but it wasn't like he was touch of God, 40 goal score like yeah. he is now. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's it's just like, just now one that of those he guys is. found his fit. Like, yeah. I don't think he can put those numbers up anywhere else with any other team, with any other line mates. Like, it's this mm-hmm. perfect blend of, you know, the storm and, that's true. To him. That's true. Anyhow, this isn't a Calgary Flames podcast. This is a non-political hockey podcast. That's true. Okay, okay. Let's, go, let's go talk about Vegas then, because I want to talk about the whole Leonard situation. I want to talk about them missing the playoffs. And I want to start with them having the same record as Buffalo since the Eichel trade and just go with a ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha, Vegas fans. <laughs> Angel Jones, if you're listening, suck it. Something I still like Vegas. So bad. <laughs> what is it weird uh, they still like vegas i know a couple of vegas fans i like them like i don't i like that they're so committed to winning no matter what like don't get me wrong you can't treat your players like that there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it and by god if you want to look at the wrong way to do it just look at them you wronged mark andre Fleury. you've wronged me yeah i hate you, you forever now. you're gonna win a cup in your lifetime though with that team i don't know that with the vancouver canucks <laughs> You know, if I'm a if I'm a Vegas fan, I'm sitting here pretty comfy. There'll be a cup in Vegas in the next oh, let's say six years. I'm gonna say. Okay, we're gonna clip that. Why would you say six years though? I feel like they're very much like if it's not gonna happen this year, and it's not gonna happen next year, when's it gonna happen? Because okay, it's like it look at they got a lot of old guys. They do. Well, how old Stone? Stone's in his what late twenties, early thirties. Stone's in his late twenties, but I mean, you got That's like Patrick Reddy. Hatches is 33 like, or 35 Riley's, now. Like, I don't know. 33. 
He's 33. Okay. 33. Him, he's got a lot of miles on him too. I could see patches still like being a productive player for a good bit. And if you need to trade him this year, then by all means, like that's something where it's like, okay, cool. You know, they will. Um, And here's the thing. Uh, It doesn't matter because you have a franchise center named Jack Eichel. Look how good that's been. Yeah, that's well. And then you don't even get the same team. I don't know. I just, if you're able to roll out a line of Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, and you know, whoever else, like I think you're in a pretty good position and shake Edor on the back end. Trade everyone else. Like, there's your core. Um, you have those old pieces. Hasn't you can worked move for them those. this year. No, but they haven't been able to get everyone in. Everyone's been injured. I guess my point being is that um, while Vegas has an older aging core, those older aging guys, you can move. And with Vegas's competitive nature, you know, I think a lot of other teams wouldn't move those guys because, oh, they're older. Uh, they're valued members of our team. We're going to keep them, you know, unless they want to move. Vegas is saying, fuck that. We want to win. We'll move them. Right. You know, so that's why you like win. them. Well, yeah, I, I like that dedicated. We're going to win. There's again, like uh, your franchise goalie who you told was going to spend the rest of his career there finding out that he got traded via Twitter. Right. Mm, don't love that. Don't think that's great. Other players are going to hate you and your team's going to hate you for that. Um, you know, in the Leonard situation, I wrap it around back to him. Uh, your coach calling him out, what, a week ago saying that he was garbage and the reason that they lost. And then turning around and saying, all right, screw whatever the doctor says, you're going to play. I missed that. I, I missed the fact that he got thrown under the bus there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So totally thrown under the bus. He did? Yeah. By his coach, even though he's playing through three major injuries. Yeah. DeBoer yeah. said, like, he, I can't remember the exact words. It's something like, oh, you know, there's some stops there we didn't get that you have to get. But it was a very much like, we should have won that. But Robin Leonard let in shitty goals. I don't even know what the quote was today, but he had something today talking about how Leonard's not playing in their last two games, and he said something like super condescending. I don't remember what the exact quote was, but it yeah, was, it was just, just like, oh, we're going to focus on the 20 guys here, focus on winning. Yeah. I was like, wow. Instead of being like, like considered a goalie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a coach who got, he was pissed off because he got eliminated by his former team, right? And they all got him there. Does he get fired now in the offseason with how Vegas is not making the playoffs? Um, have to fire the coach. Have to. I think so. I think he's gone. I think that they'll play it off as this was an injury-ridden year. There was a lot of change. Uh, it's tough to evaluate everyone properly. That being said, Pete DeBoer kind of has that reputation, it seems, as an asshole. You know, everyone in San Jose hates him. Leonard clearly doesn't like him. It doesn't seem like it's a new thing that players on this team don't like management to begin with, be it, you know, the coach or uh, ownership or the, the GM level. Um, but... Well, I, the I Rangers love their coach. I'd move him. Yeah, Gerard Glant's a good coach. Should have kept him instead of kicking him to the curb and letting him take that cab. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's another thing. They like they they fired a coach and didn't even like pay for his car into the airport. Like they're just a shitty team. And I'm so happy. Like you said, there it would be good if you're a fan because like, at least they're winning. But they're not. They're gonna miss the playoffs because of Timu Meyer. Well, that's the, I guess to, to sum it up is that when you are winning, you can act like that because people right. don't care. You're winning. I want to play for a winner. Who cares if you ship out the old guy? I'm going to win. Right. I'm not winning now. If you're not going to, if you know, if you're not going to let me win, you at least better respect me. And uh, they're not doing that. Yeah, it's a it shame. That, doesn't help that their power play percentage is also under 18% on the season. They have the 21st, 24th worst power play Vegas does oh with the people they're paying. 
Well, look, uh, I've been annoyed by this all year. They split up their talent on the power play. Like, that's coaching. They have Marcia So on the second line power play the entire year, even though he's a top three forward of theirs. Like, I don't know why it's not Pacioretty, Marcia So, Eichel, Stone. Like, that's your power play with Theodore. Theodore. Yeah, there's your line. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Like, every other team loads up their top power play and it works. Uh, let's be different. Yeah. Anyways, screw Vegas. How about it? Should we talk about the mini St. Louis series? Because I think that's the juiciest series and we don't have too much time left in the pod. And I think we should drop, we should talk about one series before the playoffs start next week. Hmm. So, I'm extremely excited for that series. Who, it's, it'll who are you guys taking? Who are you guys cheering for? I'll start with who you guys are cheering for. Are we all Minnesota fans? Yes. I'm cheering for Minnesota. For sure. All four Capers of us. off is single-handedly turned me into a Minnesota Wild fan. I used to hate that team. I thought they had terrible jerseys. They were a boring team to watch with shitty players, shitty atmosphere, shitty everything. And that was only Stupid like two years jerseys. ago. You thought that. I hate. I still hate that they have like every like NHL team as like a banner hanging in the rafters or whatever they got in the <laughs> arena. I think it looks so stupid. It looks so bush league, <laughs> but. Like, you know, it looks like something fans, I do in my retired. It looks like something I do in my basement when I was playing mini six when I was like eight years old to try and make itself like make <laughs> myself feel like I'm playing in the big league and like to vin- convince myself, like, oh, I'm gonna get drafted one day. Like <laughs> on, like there's a reason I'm sitting in my room doing a hockey podcast, uh single and alone. But ladies, I guess uh, <laughs> that's another little uh you know tease for love corner. But that being said, you know, looking at that team now, um Oh my god! How do you not love Curl Crappers off? Like the kid's insane. Even though they're you exciting. like one, hmm? they're exciting. They are Their whole roster. Like, he single-handedly now. turned that around. Him and Zuccarello together. I love watching that. Those two players. Fiala has been unreal this season. Fiala terrifies me. Even then, like you know, Kai, like we talked about it, I think two weeks ago. But in the Minnesota Vancouver series for the play-in, like Fiala terrified me anytime oh, yeah. he was on the ice. Oh, for like, sure. He he just has that you know whatever it is. You know, going through, I love Ryan Hartman. I love Marcus Felino. I think that's the perfect third liner for your playoff mm-hmm. team. Like, good God, he's going to be scary. Someone that's he, so underrated is Erickson Eck. He's amazing. He's one of the best defensive centers in the league. No one talks about him. He deserves. No, and, 47 points in 74 of the games and shuts everyone down. Mm-hmm. And they have that rookie Boldy now, too, who looks pretty decent. Matt Boldy, like, Marco Rossi, if he's yeah. coming to play. Like, and he has such a cool name. Like, if you're getting a jersey, you're getting a Boldy or a Kaprizov jersey. Hell of a name. Jordan Greenway, I love that player. You know, they've right, got a liner. bunch of speedy, speedy, hard-hitting, defensive-minded players that can also score. Like, their bottom six is fantastic. And then, you know, their defense, Jared Spurgeon's one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. Jonas Bordin's one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. Like those are both top, you know, pair of defensemen in the NHL. Neither of them get the respect that they deserve. Matt they weren't getting respect because they're on Minnesota and no one watched until Kaprasov. And even then, they're still not getting respect because the only guy that is is him. Right. You know, and to a lesser extent, uh, those other forwards you mentioned being Fiala, Zuccarello, you know, Ryan Hartman as well. He's going to be scary in the playoffs. Um, it's just a well-built team. And then, you know, the goaltending. If there were question marks, as far as I'm concerned, they're gone. Yeah, Huso is uh, the guy in the other crease, though. And who would you take? So, okay, here's my question. Is it Huso? Or is it Bennington? Or is it Bennington? I think both goalies for both teams are going to have very short leases. And I think Mm. we can see all four goalies play in that series. I can see that, too. 
Transferring over to St. Louis, Huso has put up a 921 save percentage with a 2.47 goals against in 39 games this year. And Jordan Bennington, the crybaby himself in 36 games, has put up a 3.1 goals against with a 902. Oof. You start Huso, but you know oh, that Bennington, start Huso sure. you know Bennington's gonna lose his mind if he doesn't get the start. If Huso gives up more than like Four goals, though. Is it Bennington like the next game, or do you give yeah, Huso two games? Yeah, it's Bennington the next game. I think yeah. Kai's right. You just have a short leash. It's a one-game leash. If you have a bad game with the type of backup you have, you are just out. You're backing up until next time you have a chance. And I think this is just how the NHL is going to progress. Like, I think there's just mm. very few like locked-in starters, and you ride the hot hand. Yeah, really. In the playoffs, there's only like. Five teams where it's just like, okay, yeah, they have a number one. Yeah. Like you're playing Vasilevsky no matter what happens. Markstrom. Markstrom. Igor. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of the East teams have set number ones, don't they? Who on the East doesn't have a set number one aside from Boston? Or I guess Washington as well. Washington. I'd argue Uh, Carolina has a number one, but it depends how he's doing. Carolina wasn't Freddie their number one. But he's injured right now going to the playoffs. Does Florida, do you count Florida or no? No, I wouldn't. I'm I mean, assuming does Cal really have that long of leash? I don't think so. Right? Yeah, which Jack fair. do you get? Do you get November Jack or do you get January Jack? And if you have to ask which Jack are we getting, I don't think he's an established starter. Mm-hmm. Or right. at the very least, your go-to starter. Yeah. Yeah. What about going- Minnesota has like Marc-Andre Fleury... They have you can't tap it. and Talbot. Oh, is it Talbot? Right. Yeah. And he's got a 9-11 save percentage of the 2.7 goals against in 48 games this season. I take that as my backup behind Marc-Andre Fleury. Are you kidding me? Man. I think Talbot's been starting more recently, though. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Talbot starts game one. Yeah. They've been given Flower more time off. And I'm sure that's just, you know, rest days. But then, you know, coming back to that series and that matchup, looking at St. Louis... He's still a good team. I didn't realize Robert Thomas was going off as much as he is. Do you guys know how good he's been? Such a good year, yeah. He's got 77 points. Yeah. I bet him to get an assist every single night. It's plus 100 every time. And I think he's won me all the losses I've occurred over the like the year. I'm even because of Robert Thomas's existence. It's, oh man, I'm just looking at that roster now and I'm, I'm rethinking. Their forwards are really good. <laughs> they are. I'm rethinking taking the uh, mini. I still... I still think many goes, but, you know, the season Tarasenko's been having, you know, his fellow Russian there, Buchnevich, which what a steal that trade was. They got Ryan O'Reilly. Their defense is decent. But the thing is, they've... Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of somebody else. I was thinking (laughs) of Ryan Reeves because of the Buch trade. (laughs) They have a 3-0 season series lead on Minnesota, the Blues do. They've won every single game of the three but they've only won those three games by a total of four goals. Mm. So it's been some close games. It's been some couple overtime games, zero regulation losses in the last 20 combined games for these two teams. They're coming in as two of the top three hottest teams in the league too. And they're facing each other round one. This is the series to check out. If Mm -hmm. you're not like watching the Toronto games, this is the one for me, man. You know, who just keeps somehow Getting, I don't know if getting better with age, but just keeps doing it year in, year out. David Perron. Yeah. That guy doesn't get respect that he deserves, man. Like, he's productive every year, 50-point player. He's a complete pest. Like, he's like Marshawn Light. 
he is like a consistent 25 30 goal scorer and no one really gives him the respect that he deserves for that he used to have the tinted visor too you remember that when he first came into the league pretty rock star that is yeah, rock oh, star. yeah it was such a rock star french accent chirping all the time tinted visor tilted up like could you imagine you'd hate him and i mean they do but i i i can't help but love him but even then you know closer to that team too like I forgot Saad is on that team. You remember that? They sang Brandon Saad? Yeah, true. Yeah. Forgot about that. I'll so what would you guys what would you guys take in the series? You take Minnesota, how many games? Seven. Seven. Yeah, I think it'll be seven gamer for sure. I think it has to go seven. It's just that series is just it's too Hollywood movie to not go seven games, third period, three minutes left type of thing. It has to with these two type of teams and how they've been going lately. What I yeah. hope doesn't happen is that just one, t- like, say, but like, let's say both of St. Louis's goalies just shit the bed. Like, I don't want that. I don't want to watch just Minnesota win in five games because both of St. Louis's guys don't stand, like, don't play good enough for their team to win. True. Or I guess even for Minnesota, like, if Flurry and Talbot, like, shit the bed, but I have I- more confidence in them. They're both in the top five, six in scoring in the NHL as a team, though. So I think either team can score out of goalie troubles if need be. Well, then That's I guess fair. it's almost one of those things. If you got, you know, I, I don't, I'm almost tempted to call goaltending a wash. I'm almost tempted to call the forwards a wash. Whose decor do you like more? I'll take Minnesota's. Me too. Mm-hmm. And that's what would do it. And like you said, everything's kind of a wash. So that's why we've taken in seven. I think Minnesota's forwards are a lot bigger and more playoff-like, to yeah, use very generic speed. terms. I'm just thinking, too, like, in the way that their two defenses play. Like, you know, as coming, this coming from someone who has definitely watched every St. Louis game and has never not, like, only watched the game against the Canucks. Um, <laughs> that defense, like, just going down the list of players, it seems to be more offensively inclined, I guess, is the best way to put it with St. Louis, at least as compared to Mini. You know, they got Tory Krug, 40 points, underrated pickup. He's been great there. Prego can throw him up. Like Falk, Justin Falk. You know, yeah, they got Nick Letty too. It's, um, they seem to, yeah, like I said, to have them more offensively inclined. And then uh, it's that two way dominance, I think, more so with Minnesota's, right? With Jared Spurgeon and um, Jonas Brodine specifically. So if you're able to keep them out as well as kind of pitch in offensively with many and versus, you know, more, I guess, on the offensive side of the puck with St. Louis's D. If it's going to be a heavy scoring series, I'll take the guys that can both score and shut them down. Yeah. I'm, I take many every time. You were talking earlier about like how hard Colorado's path is because they have to play St. Louis or mini and then maybe Calgary after St. Louis and Minnesota both have more points than Calgary in the standings. Did you like what? I didn't even know that. Yeah, like that's how hot those teams have been lately. Like Minnesota eight zero and two in the last ten. St. Louis nine zero and one in the last ten. And the Pacific's bad too. You get that yeah to beat up on. That's what I'm saying, man. Like this, <sighs> these, this series is the series, and whoever comes out of it, watch out, Colorado, because that's the second best team in the West, maybe. Yeah, that's not an easy series for Colorado. Whoever mm-hmm. they face, it doesn't matter. Calgary's here. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit less confident in the betting segment's debut pick, which was the Colorado Avalanche at plus 400 to win the Stanley Cup because of this path that I'm just now kind of delving into. 
They're going to mop up the first round, like Daryl Sutler said. It's going to be an eight-day tromping, and then it's going to be seven games of a grueler against whichever team makes it out. Who should we be hitting then, Calgary? Because no I, one has it like an easy pass. Calgary is the pick, I think. I think or the Leafs. Calgary is a smart pick to um, come out of the West. Yes, but I wouldn't take them. I I wouldn't take them over many East teams in a Cup final. But that's just me. If they get to a Cup final, though, I'm cheering for them as long as it's not the Leafs because. See a cup in Canada again. When was the last time we had it? 93? Yeah, with the Habs. When you love to see a Calgary Toronto final just to piss off oh. Gary Batman. <laughs> Gary Batman. Yeah, that would be awesome. For ratings, anyway. <laughs> All right. So it's gotten to the uh portion of the podcast, I believe, where we have to take 30 seconds and say, great career gets laugh. Shout out. You had, what, a, a Stanley Cup? Good for you. You're an awesome passer. Shout out gets laugh. We're going to miss you, bub. Taking the last two games off just so he doesn't travel is... Oh, how rock star is that? Amazing. Saying, you know what? It's my last game today. I'm not going on that road trip. His last assist, too, was pretty pretty nice. I uh, just that got beef your last with game. that last assist. We've got oh, some yeah. issues. Saw so a lot of tweets saying this is the greatest final point an NHL player has ever recorded. <laughs> As if they didn't see the Sedin's final As if game. they didn't see Daniel Sedin in overtime, 33 seconds in. Oh, uh, Edler to Daniel. Oh, or sorry, uh, yeah, Edler, Daniel, Henrik, Daniel, back of the net. That's Thinking the great 2-2 two, two right game to a 3-2 game. Are you kidding me? Like, that's the best. The numbers, the players. Who cares about Ryan Getzlaff? This is oh. a better career. <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. This turned from a tribute saying, like, shout out Getzlaff to who cares about him very yeah, go quickly. get some hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I think that brings us to Brain's uh. Love Corner. Mm-hmm. This is a segment of the show where we talk about how um, I have hair and Ryan Getzlaff doesn't, and that should serve me well. So, Brayden, what happened this weekend? Did you have any luck trying to find some love? All right, so this is a very exciting week for me. Um, and by exciting, I mean embarrassing. And I'm either going to gain a lot of love and respect, or I'm going to get hate mail. And I'm excited to find out which one it is. Okay. So, uh, I guess we'll start her off. You know, a couple, about a week ago there on the hinge, I matched with a, a friend. Like, I'm not, this isn't only, like, this is just a friend I see, you know. She, uh, she has a line on there, you know, oh, I've got tattoos. So I open with how much for a tramp stamp of my name on your back. Cause you know, it's me. Like she'd laugh at that. So we're talking and she's like, oh, let's go Friday night or Saturday night. I'm like that. So Wait, so that line worked? Mm-hmm. It's okay. a friend. Like it'd be yeah. like seeing like you on there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have to send it to men. So uh, anyhow, me and her were like talking and she's like, oh, who's coming out tonight? And it ends up just being me, her and one of her friends this other girl I know and I haven't seen her since like uh, high school so we'll call uh, the person I don't I can't use names out of respect for them and what happens throughout the story here um but the person I matched on Hinge who I've known and was good friends with in high school we'll call friend one and uh the second girl who you know I I, I was acquainted with I guess in high school we'll call friend two so friend friend one thing one and thing two friend one friend two come over the Saturday night we're pre-in before we go to the bar you know and um we're just, I'm not going to lie. I got a little silly. I got this new beer, some flying monkey one, you know, Ontario craft beer represent. It was like 12%. Mm. 
and uh, had taste. It had hints of citrus notes in it, and um, I had like nothing that day. So I had like one tall boy, and like I was gone. Like I was zooted. I was I was pretty in the bag. So they come over and we're like hanging out. Or it's in the ABBA on final because like I know how to um, pleasure the ladies. Right. And I don't know how it ends up happening, but friend two is snapping like some guy that she like is friends with, and uh, he's like down bad for her, and she's only like been friends with the guy. And she doesn't want anything more than that. So she sends a video of me to him. And it's me being like, oh, like me with your girl. Like I'll say something like that, you know, like having fun, just sticking around. And he goes, uh, that's not your girl. And, you know, the snap response back, say someone back. And it's me in a, you know, in a video of me. I'm like, if that, if, if this is, if this is your girl, why is she spit it in my mouth? And, uh, you know, we send that and uh, we're laughing. And he sends one back. He goes, yeah, as if. So friend two and I are laughing and friend one goes, yeah. Uh, insert name here why don't you actually do it I'll take a video we'll send it to him and like even in the bag as I was I'm sitting there I'm like man like what is wrong with me (laughs) like what am I doing you know like what does my life come to that I'm even considering this so it started snapchatting and now you're like one second away from having spit in your mouth Mm -hmm. which like cool like I'm not like disappointed about the way the night goes but you know, friend, friend two goes, oh, I've only ever done that. Like in bed, I've never done it. Like just platonically. I'm like, we can make whatever it like needs to work, like work. Like uh, don't get hung up on the details. Like we need to go that way. Like we'll go that way. So she laughs and she's like, oh, fuck it. Like, let's do it. I'm like, oh, God damn. Like, all right, this night took a turn. I was not expecting. And it's like 930. Okay. That's early to be getting spit in the mouth. Yeah, you're not even uh, at the bar yet. No. Yeah. So um, she does it. And uh, we sent it to him. And that video was saved. I don't. I don't know who has it. I think friend one has it. How'd you react? Me? Yeah. When the spit when your mouth, were you just like, "Yup, that's what I have for breakfast every morning." Like, what were you? Were you excited? Do you enjoy it? Um, it was a, a feeling I think we can all uh, relate to, where it's initial like, "Oh yeah, like I'm a rock star," followed by shame, like just immediate shame and questioning <laughs> self worth. You know, I had to go, I had to take a walk. I'm not going to lie. I had to take a walk right after. I was like, what am I doing? I'm like, what? <laughs> I have a university degree. My life shouldn't be like this. Um, oh, man. Sure enough, uh, we keep hanging out. So, yeah. And that, that it doesn't stop there either. Like, we're hanging out later. And friend one is like, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm telling about my love life in Victoria, BC when I lived out there. And, you know, I'm, um, I'm talking about the love life and I mentioned how you know, I'm a passionate lover. You know, we got to make sure uh, both, both parties are satisfied at the end if you, if you pick up what I'm putting down. And yeah. everyone goes, oh, why can't I find a guy like you? That's exactly what I need. I'm like, I'm right here, babes. Like, what are you looking for? She goes, oh, I love you too much to bang you. I'm like, all right, like, cool. I, I tried to make a TikTok of her saying that. And she said, got mad at me. She I me love it. you too much to bang you? Mm-hmm. I was like, that seems like a bit, conf- uh, you know, contradictory, but she's not my type anyways so anyways we go to the bar after so it's the two of us we go out and uh you know like i'm pretty talkative so like i know a lot of people at the local bars and i always forget like i'm in oshawa ontario like these are greasy bars that we're going to so uh we go to this one bar called riley's on king street so uh we get in there and I go upstairs because, you know, it's bumping upstairs and there's a nightclub in the basement. Nightclub's not open yet. So we go upstairs and I see some other friends. 
I, I'll, I can use their names because like I don't really care if they get mad at me. So I see my friend Julia has her friend Jane as her birthday. Like, all right, party with Julia and Jane. So uh, we're hanging all out, you know, Rick, they're buying shots with me. Julia's really drunk and she likes drinking with me. I'm really drunk. I like drinking with her. So we're doing like, oh, you know, porn stars, you know, those shots. They're good. I, uh, she loves them. So like we did like six, eight, like we did a lot of them. Um, and I notice to our left in the bar, there's like a bunch of food that was left out. Like, I guess somebody had like a party, like a work party around like five or six. And they yeah. just left out all the food. So there's right. like a whole tray of like pierogies, sausage oh. rolls. There's a big oh, bread man. basket full of spin dip. And I'm like, no way. Like, Julia. Don't tell me. I go, Julia, go try it out for us. Like, see if it's good. So she's like, okay. So she runs over and the party's still there. The party, the group of people are still there. (laughs) So she just, they just see this little five foot doe skinny, skinny white girl walk over. And like, you know, like you remember when you were little and you had to carry a lot of stuff. So you'd like take your shirt and you'd like pull it out and like put stuff in it. Yeah. Like rocks. She did that, but like with pierogies. And spin dip. Yeah, it was fantastic. So I was dying laughing. She comes over and she's like, they're cold. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, are you, cold. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm gonna love, I'm gonna love pierogi. So I mean some pierogies that they were laughing. And like the group's just looking at us, like, what the hell's wrong with these idiots? It's like 1045 at this point. So I'm like, Julia, like, go get some more spin dip. Like, that was good. And she's like, okay. So she goes over and there's no more bread, you know, to like pick out of it with, but it's a bread bowl. And I'm like, this will be funny. I'm like, so she comes back, she tells me there's no bread. I'm like, Julia, just like rip the bread bowl in half. Like just completely rip it in half. Like take half of it. She's like, okay. She's like runs back over. No joke. Fucking just like rips it completely open. Half the spin dip just like falls off the table. And it's like, you know, like slowly falling down onto the ground. And she comes over with it. Like just this half basket of it. She's like, now what? I'm like, just eat it. So she starts like going at it. Like I was in tears dying. Like I'm surprised we didn't get kicked out. But yeah. whatever, they let us do it. So then I, uh, it's I just see a this other girl. bar, I guess. Yeah, so happen. I see this other girl um, come in who we're on mutual friends with through one of my good buddies. And um, I don't want to get too dark, but we'll just say some dark stuff happened to her in, in, in her college days. Um, so I just said, hey, you know, she, I said, oh, hey, like, how's it going? And she, she seemed a bit anxious with me. And I was like, oh, like, but it's because of, you know, the aforementioned dark stuff. So I said, hey, you know, just, you know, like that stuff was screwed up. Like I got you back. Like, you know, I'm here for you. And immediately it just changes. She's like, oh my God, like that means so much to me. Like, she was so happy to see me. Like she said, like, I was so anxious to see you when you like, you know, recognized me. Like I was nervous. Like that means everything to me. I had a great time with her. She was buying me vodka shots. And then she goes, my friend thinks you're really cute. I'm like, okay, which friend? She points her out. My friend's cute. She's cute. I'm like okay like whatever like i go talk to her like she's chilling off so then um not the girl that wants me but like you know the one who introduced us she comes back over and she goes hey we're gonna go back to you know a house like you should come with us and like she says something to me and like doesn't say she, my friend wants to sleep with you but she like insinuates it and i can't remember like what terminology she used like i don't know they have a jumping castle like she said something like that she wants the eagle like, to land in her nest, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Or like, you know, oh, they have a this. We could go do this. And she's like nudging me. Let's say like, you could go play on the jumping castle. I'm like, a jumping castle? I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not eight. And I'm like acting like, you know, like, I don't know what she's insinuating. And like, did the bit for like five minutes. And she goes, oh, never mind. I'm like, I'm well aware of what you're suggesting. Like, I'm just joking. Like, whose house are you going to? She goes, those guys. So I look over. And the girl that wants to like, 
take me home with her is talking to these two dudes that like straight out of South, South Oshawa. Like if you're from South Oshawa, like just GTA, like, you know what I mean? Like these guys look like they're from Oshawa. Like. They're uh, very handsome. What do you mean? <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. Like, I don't know. They look like uh, they just left like an Ed Hardy's, but they had like $4 to their names. And it was like, oh man, like, I don't know about this. And they're both like talking to her and like, she's kind of like touching them. Like she's flirting with them too. I'm like, I don't want to be like the third guy in on this, especially with like those, like, God. sorry, like not my style. So I say to her, I'm like, sorry, dude, like, not, not my thing. She goes, oh, like, we don't know. Maybe like she'll go with you. I'm like, you're going back to their house. I'm either going to have to be in an orgy or get this shit kicked out of me. Neither are very appealing options to me. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going. She goes, okay, like, you got to DM her. I'm like, oh, like, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty drunk right now. Like, we'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow when I'm actually sober. But I'm like, okay, like, whatever. So they leave. And uh, the friend comes over to me and she goes, are you sure you don't want to come with us? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm sure. Like, I'm sorry. Um, wonderful meeting you. Like, you're a fantastic girl. Hope you have a great night. And she goes, do I at least get a goodbye kiss? I'm like, ah, like, fuck it like oh, yeah sure so she goes into like or she wants me to just kiss her on the cheek i'm like okay so i do that she goes well is that it and then the two guys start going come on like let's go i'm like oh i gotta piss them out piss them off so i made out with her for like three minutes in front of them just because i knew it would like kind of like rattle their bones a little bit and then when she was leaving i was like all right i'll see you in my dms later and then she was like ha, ha, yeah and then like walked out and like the two dudes looked mad and i was like okay yeah, i played that like a rock star like good shit okay. um i could keep going man it got so much like it got worse. There's another chick later who was like on my ass and was telling me that I was her soulmate. Um, after she had just made out with some other dude, like right beside me and he was getting pissed off at me. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to get my ass kicked tonight. So long story short. Where are we at kicked. now with the love? Like following okay, so, all uh, that. Here's how I'm going like... to finish this up. Here's how I'm going to finish this up. We have multiple opportunities for um, uh, nights of passion. We'll call it on the night, but okay. um we're not looking for nights of passion. We're looking for a sustained relationship. Mm. Not right. This is about finding the one, the one and only, the love of our lives. This our isn't the passion stories. corner. It's the love corner. If it was the passion corner, it'd be 30 seconds, just like my nights of passion. <laughs> you need to this tweet that right now. And that does it for Brain's love corner. No, I got I got one last update. Okay. Um, you know, the, the hinge. Oh, I got another thing off hinge for you guys, but off the hinge, I got a, I got a, I've got two matches. Um, one being the, my friend one who, you know, I was friends with and the other being some like lady I've actually been talking to got her number. I think I'll have a date lined up for this week with her. It's going well. Let's go. I look forward to hearing an update on that. Thank you. Yeah, and multiple week options. Is uh, remember on uh, episode two there, we were talking about love language or the prompt, you know, the voice prompt stuff. Yep. And how it was my love language is and how I got rid of it. Uh, due to popular request, I did bring it back. So uh, I've got a I've got a live audio of it if you would like to like to hear a play of it. Let's play it. Okay, I did this when I was drunk as shit on the Saturday night. All right. So the prompt says my love language is and my response is Oh shit, wait, uh uh physical touch. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode three of the Loose Change That's podcast. So Come back next week where we find out if Brayden is pregnant. <laughs>